0: hey jason yes dave what's whitney houston's favorite type of coordination <laughs> please tell us and i <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> okay well that has set the tone <laughs> and we're off
1: we okay. got two great things there a joke and dave johnstone singing that <laughs> yes, was indeed. awesome that's a two-for <laughs>
0: Musician Mindset is a conversation series that extracts the performance and preparation thought process from world-class musicians, leaving you with wisdom and exercises to level up your musical journey. (laughs) Phenomenal. Well, we're sitting down today with Jordan Michael. Jordan Michael is a Dallas, Texas native that has quickly made a name for himself in the vocal community in Los Angeles. Jordan attended AMDA, which is the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, while simultaneously serving in the US Army Reserves, earning a Bachelor of Fine Arts in musical theater with emphasis on vocal performance. He's supported musical acts such as Dancing with the Stars champion Jordan Fisher, jazz pop prodigy Aubrey Logan, as well as several contestants on American Idol. He's also contributed supporting vocals on songs for artists including Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Yolanda Adams, Childish Gambino, Pentatonix, Andrea Bocelli, Fantasia Barrino, Ariana Grande, and more. Welcome,
1: Jordan Michael. Hi. Welcome, and uh, thank you for being the first participant in our um, drinking shows oh now. wow we're starting a new tradition <laughs> well, yeah. i don't even drink like this loosening so this up, up the guests <laughs> <interesting. laughs> and our new microphones so we sound even better than oh, before mm, you'll hear yeah. all of dave johnstone's jokes <laughs> in ultra <laughs> <Yes>. clear <laughs> yes. clarity we sound, a, sound.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just whisper into the mic and
1: yeah. uh so, well
2: jordan i don't want to start this
0: interview off on yeah. the wrong foot okay but as your friend hey i'm going to point out to you that the word jazz is misspelled in your bio okay uh, well
2: no that's what Have it, we'll drink to that <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Cheers. laughs> thank you so much for pointing that out to the internet i appreciate that First impressions are great <laughs> so all right,
1: all right all right let's dial it in here before we get too crazy um take us back to to the beginning of date. your journey please please where where did you start with music and then uh, get us to your first performance and then we'll go from there
2: okay um are gonna go way back to baby jay um i mean <laughs> My mom says that I could sing the ABCs before I knew the English language, so I just kind of always just kind of been making noise. Uh huh. Yeah. Take your time. Um. I mean, but when my grandma heard me sing, she automatically put me in church. So I've been singing in church choir since I was little. Um. And then I started competing in choirs. And Texas is really competitive. Um. TMEA. If y'all have ever heard of it, is pretty intense. Um. So what is yeah. It? Huh? What, is it? what is it? TMEA. Uh, TMEA. Texas Mixed. Um educational arts mm. choir don't quote me on that acronyms <laughs> are not my strength mm-hmm. singing is. <laughs> um, but yeah so I, I did competitions in high school and i was in studios singing with artists in dallas um i used to do radio drops i used to work with a lot of artists in the studio i met erica badu when i was really little um i was groomed by tony thompson who was a 1990s artist in high five he sang kissing game um, so yeah, uh, Daryl Allenby, who wrote a lot of R&B hits like Meeting in My Bedroom and um, the uh, song with Jenna Jackson and Buster Rhymes, and so I was always just kind of in that world ever since mm-hmm. I was young, and so, yeah, I wanted to get out of Texas, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, LA just kind of seemed like the best thing. Honestly, I applied for a bunch of schools, and AMDA was the first one to accept me, so I was like, I'm going. Um, I joined the Army because, it was uh, expensive to mm-hmm. go to school, so I was doing that at the same time, and, um, but I've been performing since I was young. I mean, I guess my first performance would be church, but um, I used to tour with R&B groups, um, did college tours, um, all kinds of summer jams and winter fests in Texas, so yeah. So it's been your whole life? It's been my thing, yeah. So how did you get, uh, get hooked up with those mentors so early? I mean, just being in studios, honestly, you stick around long enough. And Dallas is such a small place that, you know, any of the big dogs, like you're going to run into them. Mm -hmm. Um, So just being connected and they just heard things in my voice that I guess they liked or, you know, thought needed to be heard and developed
1: do you remember how how they approached you as far as like would they say like oh my gosh you're amazing or would they try and like <laughs> cultivate the talent by saying hey you're good and you 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 know but you could work on some things here
2: most people try to be a lot cooler than that it's like yeah nobody's <laughs> coming at you like oh my god you're amazing but um i mean i guess yeah i mean people honestly just anybody showing interest at all these days is enough for you to be like oh okay i must have made an impression on you mm-hmm. um But especially being so young, you know, you have so much ahead of you. And I did, you know, my ear was really good when I was a kid. I just kind of gravitated to melodies and songs super well. Um, And I had crazy range. When I was a kid, I used to do all kinds of whistle notes and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, But then puberty happened. And now you have this nice baritone that you hear today. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just... Me being so committed and loving what I do, I think that just kind of rubs off on people, and I think that just made people want to stick around.
1: What I wonder is uh, one of the themes of this show is, is mindset, right? And mm-hmm. and we base a lot of our questions and um, the whole journey of what we do with our with our guests um, around this book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, and it, and it talks about people people, especially younger people, that are very talented mm. that get praised often don't have a strong work ethic later on, like they cap out. So uh, the reason I asked that about the mentors that uh, that you came across so young is to see what their approach was uh, to you and how that made an impact on you as you develop the rest of your career.
2: Right. I mean, honestly, when you're a kid, you want to do everything but work hard. So mm-hmm. I think just especially having uh, strong male figures in my life at the time because I didn't necessarily grow my dad in close proximity to me mm-hmm. for a couple of different reasons. So, I mean, I kind of always craved that. So, when I got that kind of attention, I gravitated toward it. Um, but, yeah, I think just constant drilling Cause at a certain point, especially with Daryl, it just became regimental. Like I would wake up and it'd be eight in the morning. We'd go get something to eat, work out a little bit. And then we'd be in the studio till two in the morning. And then we would do it over and over again. And at mm-hmm. 14, it's like, whew, this is tough. But I just love singing so much that after a while, it didn't even feel like work. And I guess that's kind of how it feels now as an adult sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you gotta pay bills. So it's gonna feel like work at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of in my nature now. It's just kind of what I wake up and do, kind of conditioned. So you
1: do have a routine now? Oh, for sure. Do Dave you, has seen my routine. <laughs> do, do you keep your routine on days that you're not in the studio or not performing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So can we kind of explore what that is?
2: Um, I mean, for me specifically, physical fitness is kind of crucial just because uh, singing is a full body thing um, sure. one of my vocal teachers told me your vocal folds are as thin as a piece of paper or thinner so you want your whole body to be engaged in something like that um, and the army really helped me with that so I just kind of have built this thing of where I just get up I go to the gym that's the first thing I do um, I sing nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> so <you do. laughs> I make a song <laughs> out of everything mm-hmm. yeah. I'm constantly making noises just because I just want to be in touch with my instrument at all time because it's mm-hmm. literally attached to my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm pulling something out of a case and putting it away at the end of the day. So I do have to be mindful and aware and just like kind of feel it out throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just part of my process to be constantly making noise.
1: Are there any exercises? I'm sure there's uh, hundreds of vocal exercises, yeah. but like, are, are there things that you do routinely, like practical things that maybe singers out there uh, could, could take away?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had so many really cool vocal coaches come into my life in various stages i remember siri Elof, if she's out there she's this little lady from cape town south africa she's very like strict soprano um but uh and victoria lavin and um stevie Mackey, who is really big here in la so um lip lip trills are great just to like getting your mask I could just to go up and down your range uh and ng's like a ng sound is great mm-hmm. to kind of find smaller spaces, um, which is really crucial for singing high and also taking a lot of pressure off the voice. Um, Even laughing, I learned, is um, a great way to have like, we're going to get real technical, but false vocal cord retraction, which um, you have like regular vocal folds and then like false ones that are there to protect. But like the higher you go, you want them to kind of get out the way so you can like use your air to go for higher notes and longer mm-hmm. phrases and really be able to articulate so it's a bunch of things that can help you out okay cool so we have exercise in the morning mm-hmm. uh then
1: we have just vocal exercises throughout the day just being musical mm-hmm. uh, are there any other routine things that you do that uh, uh kind of back up your performance or your your studio
2: time um after all of that is done, just try not to take things so seriously and like try and find a balance of relaxation um, because your vocal folds are so sensitive, tension will be like, that'll be the number one killer for a singer is to just be tense or like up in arms above, just like try to relax. I partake in medicinal marijuana, so I don't, it's legal here, it's great. Um, and you know, just trying to stay hydrated, getting rest. Um, having a healthy relationship with friends. Honestly, all those things like mental health is super important for a performer too.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting that that you focus on relaxation to keep your instrument mm-hmm. uh in check. I never would have never thought uh, about that. Do you find that that most uh amateur singers or singers that are just getting ready to turn pro do this as well or there's a lack of that?
2: I mean I think singers would like to have a balance, but the way that kind of the industry is set up and the world is set up, you don't necessarily always get a chance to do that kind of stuff. You just kind of go till you can't no more, until you get to a place where you can chill. Um, I do think that it is important though. Balance mm-hmm. is super important. I've seen amazing singers just conk out just because life is too much. Mm-hmm. Um And we'll be totally fine, we'll be sick, we won't have anything like no act of God happening. It'll just be like life sucks and I just can't even connect. So yeah, I just think that the mental is such a has such a huge part to play in it. And, and does that does, ahead, does that
0: factor in also to what gigs you choose to accept or not accept?
2: Um, now it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've kind of gotten to a place where I can kind of pick and choose. Right. Um, at first, I, I was just sing for whatever. But yeah, I mean, as a singer, you want to be able to be like, I can walk into any room and do whatever gig. Um, But if the music doesn't fulfill you and you just kind of feel like I'm just here and I'm just another cog in a wheel and, you know, a lot of those things can wear on you and some things can become a little monotonous and you can question yourself a little bit. So Mm -hmm. um, you do have to be mindful of the things that you perform and because it represents you in a way, like it may not be your vision, it may not be your things, but it is your voice, it's your energy, it's your time. But I even
0: mean more like on a practical level, like saying no to certain things because you are forcing yourself to carve out time for yourself and like being cautious of how you're overbooking yourself or not. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like that. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to overextend yourself. Yeah. I mean, that kind of comes into that tension and feeling right, exactly. like when you're just exactly. white knuckling it through life. Yeah. It's a little yeah. much. So
1: now you obviously have a lot of experience performing. Mm-hmm. So when you go into uh, bigger gigs these days, is there any nervousness at all? And if so, are you? Are there any uh, processes that you use to combat that so that your
2: your instrument is at full strength? Define bigger gigs like bigger gigs like capacity or just like importance. Both. Okay. Uh, capacity. It's easier for me if it's like a if it's an arena and it's just like a, a sea of people. Um, sometimes it's just kind of hard to latch on to certain people. I like intimate spaces, um, but there is a catch only two for me personally because intimacy kind of scares me. Um, <laughs> Uh, that had nothing to do with music. <laughs> musical musical intimacy. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So being in big spaces, I mean, you're just kind of shooting stuff into the ether. And as long as they're screaming, you're good. Uh, um, for things like if it has a major importance to me, um, whether I'm singing, supporting or if I'm at the front. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm naturally anxious. I am a maraca with legs. So I just <laughs> kind of. But um when I get to that place, I typically just try to remember why i why I'm doing it in the first place. um why does it mean so much to me, and um how awesome it is that I have the opportunity to be doing x, y, and z. You know what I'm saying? I use music as a way to express myself mm-hmm. um and sometimes the hardest thing to say is hello, you know what I'm saying to just introduce yourself, and that first note is just like, "Oh my God, you know." Um, But once you get past that and you can just connect to a person and uh, tell your story or tell their story um, and you see somebody looking at you, that's just like, yeah, I feel you. Like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's my thing. Then um, that makes things easier. Um, And then also just that preparation, just that going through the day, you know, checking in with the instrument, not doing too much, but just knowing that if I want to go for it, I can. Um, I mean, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So they say. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of where i like to stay mentally uh
1: now it's it's more self-talk so with the smaller gigs like we'll call them pressure gigs yeah um the self-talk and the reminding of why you're there in the first place Mm -hmm. can you go down that path a little bit more for people i think that's that's really cool Uh, and is there a routine thing that you say to yourself in those situations or like imagery that you use
2: um, not necessarily routine or anything. My brain is a hurricane. So I just try to pick whatever is, whatever is landing, you mm-hmm. know, um, cause it's an emotional experience. You know, sometimes you can be a little stirred up and um, sometimes you just can't help it. So mm-hmm. usually it can, it won't even happen until I'm just, boom, I'm up there and the music is playing and it's like, okay, and here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's almost like you're going into a different mind state. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, like the self-talk, what I do it for, it is therapy, it is mental health. You know, I had an unorthodox growing up thing and music was always there to just kind of snatch me up out of the craziest situations. And just watching singers live in their truth and express themselves and connect to other humans, you know, I never really did the whole just talking thing for a while. All I did and all I ever wanted to do was sing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember how much that affected me. So if there's somebody out there that can be affected by this thing that I do as natural as breathing, then why not? You know, because I do it as naturally as breathing. So just calm down. You've been literally doing it since you were five. So like you just kind of get into that place of just a momentum inside and then it slowly makes its way on the outside what an well.
1: interesting concept that is uh, yeah. um, of, of replacing the fear with positivity right and being able to have something positive to pull from to them go right in place of the fear that's that's awesome
2: you're making me sound way cool <laughs>
1: well <laughs> but that's you. what it is right Thank i mean you. like yeah, you, yeah. You, you just told us that and um i mean I, i've never thought to I, i've never approached uh pressure gigs like that to me mm. it's always been like head down grind here we go you know go like mm. reps 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 Um, and then in those moments just go for it and see what happens. But this seems like a very practical way for people to approach uh, anxiety during performances uh, at any stage of their career. This is really, really cool. So I want to just reiterate to the audience uh, what was just said, that uh, one of the tools that you can use to combat anxiety or fear before you go on in a big uh, situation, uh, that could be for one person or for 10,000 people, is to find your why why are you doing this right and resonate with that feeling rather than letting the fear overtake you or the anxiety of the moment overtake you until you can go on autopilot through all of your training right Mm -hmm. is basically what we did that's really great um and now that uh, i think about it we've had several other people say this kind of thing but not unlock it the way that we just did so yeah. so for our audience I just rewind the the uh, <laughs> um the the cast here so that you can hear this again because this is very very valuable because i come across a lot of people specifically um adult students who uh, are really challenged with anxiety when when they're going to perform they're not professionals um but the it's very meaningful to them so then those big uh, those big ticket situations for them mm-hmm. right which is maybe they only perform once a year they are always asking, "How do I improve my anxiety over the, uh, over the, the performance?" And this is now what I will be uh, referencing because yeah. I think this is really great. Now you Amazing. were going to, Thank uh, you. to well, yeah, going. I'm, I'm glad we're running with this. And what I was going to say is that
0: we are starting to scratch the surface of why I wanted to have you on the show. I've wanted to have you on for a long time because we have had some. I like, I'm not exaggerating to say really life-changing conversations for me personally and things I've learned from you and in talking to you. And um, particularly particularly in the area of um, self-confidence in like in yourself as a person and also in your abilities. And I feel like you are really dialed in on um, knowing yourself and being comfortable and confident in yourself. And, and just some of the things... I would like for us to go down the path of like some of the previous things that we've talked about um, in, in terms of how you think about those things and how it is that you think of yourself and your and where your confidence comes from and all that kind of stuff.
2: Okay. Um, first of all, thank you, Dave, I <laughs> love you. Um, I mean, as far as confidence, it is a daily practice, honestly, um, just because you know, every day is a new day. It comes with new challenges. But honestly, I just try to remember it, it. I try to keep it simple, like specifically with singing. I love it so much. Um It helps me connect in ways that, you know, simple words don't. Mm-hmm. Um And you get to be emotional with people. And that's another thing that people are super afraid of is connecting emotionally and vulnerability. Um, and i think that's one of the best ways that we can grow is to like kind of open up and just kind of bare our souls a little bit Mm -hmm. um and yeah like talks with you and nick love you nick um (laughs) like it's moments like that where you can just be like this is who i am and i've been through x y and z and this is how it comes through in my voice like I, i tell the story all the time like my mom said i was the worst kid to ground um and like punish because I would just sit at the wall and like sing Disney songs all the time. <laughs> and just that kind of love and joy and aloofness that I get, that that magic. Like I try to hold on to that and spread it to other people because it's it's taking me out of some really dark places. And I'm motivated to show other people that it can be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um
0: And you're kind of saying not to make it sound too cheesy, but you're saying that through music, there's like a joy inside of you that literally someone else can't take it away from you.
2: For real, though, like I mean, that's I pretty huge the, too. Yeah, that's why I sing all the time. I yeah, I don't need no music. Yeah, I don't need no none of that. Just, just let me do my thing. Yeah. Um, I think people should just like focus on just that thing, mm-hmm. that thing. Like my mama can't sing. I love you so much, <laughs> and she's gonna hear this. But she sings all the time because it's just like she loves to do it. It's just like, oh my god, I just want to, yeah. just want to make some noise and Typically that's why people listen to music because they want to feel that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the minute we can kind of get over our own stuff, right, we can just kind of connect directly to somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Does this also apply when you have uh, moments of frustration dealing with the business side of music? Are you able to to go back to your why?
2: Um. Yes. It's, um, because the business is not a creative thing, it can be a little bit tougher to get past, you know, those certain things. Um, but as you grow older and as you just come up against the technical things and the business things, um, you just kind of realize it is what it is. I've also, it is what it is, just kind of part of my thing, um, which will also help in a lot of these kinds of situations because some things you just can't change, um, and it's best to just focus on the things that you can and everything else, you just kind of let that go. Um, and that can be in a musical situation. If you can't hear, sometimes you just gotta let it go. <laughs> you just gotta do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're sick and your voice is scratchy and there's nothing, can't nobody just reach into your neck and rearrange some stuff, sometimes you just gotta let it go and let it be what it is. Um, so, and in letting it go, you can get back to finding the why.
1: How did you get so comfortable with that, with letting it go? I, I some people are, are really fight through that kind of thing, I mean, in not in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, where they they they're not mature enough or wise enough to understand. You know what? This is just a moment. Let me just let it go. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that lesson?
2: I mean, just watching people, just in general, like outside of just music, just watching how certain situations affect people and then you leave and then you come back and you're like oh you're still worried about that and your your skin's a little duller and mm-hmm. you know you're you're a little tighter so i just mm-hmm. i don't ever want that to be me i guess i, I want to always be open to life um whatever it brings my way because nine times out of ten you can't control it you can't change it so you just kind of have to move through it Mm -hmm. um and the more you fight it the more resistant you get to it the more personally you take certain things it can hold you back um I've held a lot of things personal career wise and just music wise and then you know your voice changes and then you know you see somebody doing something that you think you could be doing better all kinds of things that honestly have absolutely nothing to do with me um and i it would make me unhappy. And I'm just like, yo, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And happiness is a, an amazing thing to feel, you know? I'm you have like
0: a, you have a discernment to be able to uh, know what to worry about and what not to worry about and being able to tell what you can't change and therefore, you know, to not worry about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I try. Some things, I, 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 yeah, I'm not
0: perfect at it, sure. but yeah.
2: yeah, that's that's the general idea, just yeah.
0: to let it be. Yeah. That's great. So, can you talk a little bit about, um, you like specifically your experience touring and a routine with, um, the grind of being on the road and how you maintain like vocal health mm-hmm. and with like erratic sleep and diet and all kinds of stuff like that? Like, how, because I know that in general, I mean, it's hard for all of us, but I know that in general, you vocalists are a little more susceptible to mm-hmm. things like that, especially sleep and, Hydration and all that kind of stuff.
2: sleep, hydration, whatever is randomly floating in the air, depending on what section of the planet that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, like, again, certain things you just kind of, I like to travel with like some airborne gummies, Mm -hmm. some vitamin C, you know, some sort of antihistamine because I have crazy allergies. Mm -hmm. You just, you want to have your kit on deck for sure. Yeah. Um, And it really is like taking those moments and knowing like, if you need some time for yourself, you need some time with yourself. There are many times where y'all would ask me to go kick it. And I'm just like, yo, I, I genuinely like, if I go out, I won't be able to do my thing. So you just have to know you might miss out on some fun, and um, I, It's
0: I, funny. I, yeah, I don't even recall that, though. It seems like you're always down to hang out and, like, go do stuff. And I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I would take full advantage on the van with naps and whatnot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you so, sleep
0: well, like, in the van. And oh, yeah. And any stuff, yeah.
2: kind of moving vehicle, I'm yeah. like, I'm out. So, you know, you just take as much time as you can get for yourself yeah. and use it wisely. Um, because, again, when you're on a tour, you're on a schedule. So your schedule ain't necessarily own. So you have to find your schedule within... Your schedule within the non-schedule, if, yeah. If that yeah. if that makes any sense, um. So yeah, and just that vocalization, I love you know warming up and cooling down. Not mm-hmm. nothing crazy like you don't have to sing a whole operetta before you do a show, but just like vocalizations. Um, so
0: when you do that, it's just for fun. Mm,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I just bust into a full <laughs> four-minute song without any kind of reason, yeah, that's that's just me. Um, I'll yeah, but it's really just about taking your time. For yeah. You. And I'm um, using it wisely. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. brilliant. That's
1: great. So I want to get back to um, the awareness um, on, and, and making sure that, that you know that you're, you're keeping yourself in check, right? You don't want to be the person that's tense or tight, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you consciously do a self check on yourself or is it just so ingrained in you now that, that you don't need to take time to reflect?
2: Um, I constantly talk to myself. <laughs> um sometimes to my detriment but yeah I mean I'm constantly just kind of checking in I think it like I said earlier like I'm naturally anxious so I'm constantly having an inner dialogue and just be like what's going on am I okay am I blah 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 blah." so um yes but I mean sometimes I do just when I wake up I just sit in quiet and um just kind of take in the world and just kind of go from the top of my head to the tip of my toes and I'm like yo my shoulder is all the way up here let me relax it a little bit or you know my hip hurts a little bit like what's going on like just trying to be aware of my existence on the planet you know what I'm saying how I'm moving throughout this world because it can affect other people you know and um people are creative and creative people are susceptible to other people's auras so I never want to be the guy that's just putting out some weird energy that nobody can figure out um I mean, we're sensitive, so I'm like, I wanna be conscious of that. I wanna, you know, bring some positivity and, and light to a situation if you're gonna have me there. Um, that does come with checking some of your stuff at the door a lot of the times, and just being in the moment and, you know, being there for what you're there for. Um, but that, that could be any any profession. Like, that could be anything that you're walking into the room for. You just have to know you. I, honestly, you just have to know yourself, know that self, and. You can figure it out from there. That's incredibly considerate
1: and professional. Like, where did you learn that? Is that like your upbringing or is that like something that a mentor told you?
2: Um, I mean, a little bit of both. When I was growing up, I mean, I grew up in the South. So you always speak to everybody when you come in the room. You always look at people in the eye, you shake their hand, you know, whatever. Um, So that has kind of always been in me. But, you know, even going further and just being in creative situations, and me being an observer and seeing somebody who's just having a really effed up day and like everybody can tell. <laughs> we just you know, that can just kind of shift a room. And, you know, creative people, we put out energy a little bit different than regular people because it's what we do. This so we tap we're into it we're also susceptible yeah, to. We, it. Yeah, we constantly are tapping into it. So energy just at in general, like we just radiate. So mm-hmm. I just want to be conscious, you know its vibes are important i'm a vibe guy
1: have you developed what i'm i'm getting at here is, is and it'll eventually get to the the bigger question mm-hmm. is uh, have you developed this habit or th- this is i mean yes you you grew up in the south and you have those those foundations but have you consciously developed this habit in a musical sphere, like being in the studio or or being on tour? I mean, I guess this, this would be a question for Dave as well. Mm-hmm. Um, have you developed this level of professionalism where you are very aware of the vibes not only you're giving off, but everybody else, and then fitting into the space? Sure. Uh, that's has that been a natural thing, or has that been something that you've worked at? And if it has been something that you've worked at, that's really what I want to get at, is because I think people would want to know how to do that.
2: It is um, something that I've developed over time. And honestly, there's no right or wrong way to do it. However you can connect to people, it's just how you connect to people. Um, So yeah, I do want to walk into a room and make sure I address everybody and say hi to everybody. Yeah, I do want to be like, I want to make sure like, what am I here for? Let me know so I can be ready. Like I need to prepare before. Nobody likes a guy that just shows up and don't know what they're doing. Um, that can shift the mood, you know what I'm saying? Any little thing. So I, And because it's easy to miss something because of so many different things going on in a setting, in a musical setting. You know, you got so many instruments, you got so many people singing, you got so many words going. If you're filming, you got a guy on the camera, like it's, it could be so many elements. So you just want to make sure that you're fitting in the way that you can so things can move smoothly. mm mm-hmm. um, so yeah.
0: It's another recurring theme from people who are hired musicians is, um, and I remember just Dave Hooper recently talked about this too, of the idea of being low maintenance for the benefit of the other people around you, pretty much.
2: yeah. I like to solve problems. Like when I I started um, doing like commercial acting when I moved here, and one of the biggest things, like when you walk into a room, it's like you're not necessarily... Like when you walk in, they have a problem, and you want to be a solution. So if you have a missing slot and the things that I can contribute can fill it, like let me just be that, and then we can just be that, mm-hmm. and then the thing works, and then everything else can just kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. Like if you can just focus on your purpose and focus on your reason and on why you're there, and you know just the people around you for this one common goal, you know, which is you know the song, the project, the show, whatever. Like everybody just wants this thing to happen, so mm-hmm. and you no one person is more important than the other. So you just want to. And I think it
0: sounds to me like the flip side of that perspective too would be if you are not necessarily right for one specific thing that you are not beating yourself up or taking that personally in any way or anything like that. No,
2: no. I mean, I've been in front of some amazing people and have been this close to some amazing things. And then I have seen friends Step into that role or step into that position and been like, Yo, makes sense. I get it. The fact that I was in the room is enough for me. The fact that, you know, I'm being considered and that I'm heard and that my existence is acknowledged is great. That means that I'm doing something right, Hmm. you know. And if you get the thing, then, you know, hooray, like for sure. And then you get to go off and do the thing. And you're talking about auditions and gigs. Yeah, auditions and and gigs. um, Yeah, if because a lot of the time, performers do look at certain situations like on instagram or youtube or whatever and you see somebody doing something that you feel like yo i could be doing that and i could be killing that right now why is it not me that is a really that's a hard perspective to come from just Mm -hmm. in life in general um you just want to what's for you is for you and everything else is just Mm -hmm. everything else so can can we maybe narrow that
1: down a little bit more Mm -hmm. for a takeaway point for um, our our listeners, they're in music college and they're coming out of music college, getting into the professional world. How can they mentally prepare themselves for auditions to get to the space where you're at, which is you're finding the silver lining in in the situation.
2: Um, I think it starts with not taking it personal, Mm -hmm. Um, trusting in the things that you do well. um, And also, knowing the things that you need to work on and actively be, be working on them and not just let them be things that you're like, Oh, I suck at this and I'm gonna just let it be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, that's really just it. Like those are the things that you can really just start from just understanding not you're, you, you just really can't have everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to take your time and be objective with situations. Um, and be super happy for the things that come your way and super happy for, you know, the opportunity to even be seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I think that would probably be it. Okay, great. And, and I think this is a good point. I'm
1: going to address the audience again, that uh, if you missed out at the beginning part of that that uh, theme that we just went down, go back and listen again, because uh, this is the second time where you just dropped some serious gold, uh, <laughs> finding finding the value in in just your presence being acknowledged you know is what you what you had said like that that concept of even just you being in the room and it's valid that you're in the room mm-hmm. you know you might not be like all at the forefront, but you being a part of the whole is equally as important yeah, as, as being in in front and and seeing the value in that and that there's that's a win you know sure. and and it's just about collecting as many wins as you can to keep sure. the, the momentum going forward uh so go back rewind listen again <laughs> because that, that was another really 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 cool thing um so let's go to your um your interaction in the Aubrey Logan space okay, okay? Uh, and I love Aubrey. Th- this is th- i think i think this would be a, a cool spot for for Dave for you to kind of chime in on this yes, come on in. which is <laughs> Um, you're the MD, right, mm-hmm. for the situation, but I think you said not for the singers. Yeah, not r- in the, not exactly r- in the same okay. way. Okay, yeah. Um, but you guys function together as you're you're a part of the moving show, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is it that that you what is your routine on tour, uh, and what are the things maybe Dave that you've seen, uh, which. Keep you in the loop here. Like, what are the, the the level of professionalism that happens, the traits, the habits that you have, the way you conduct yourself on tour, mm-hmm. and this could be just on the bus, you know, on the road, and prepping for the gig, mm-hmm. uh, your routines for the gig that uh, you feel keep you in a gig like this. For sure. And then, Dave, if you could, if you could jump in on that as well, as far as yeah. what you've observed. You're more than welcome
0: to yeah. jump that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let me start with that. Um, I know that Aubrey's very particular in who she likes to sing with. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know all the particulars from a vocal standpoint of why it or what it is, but I know that you are eternally the first call and her favorite. And I know that that, that in and of itself says a lot. And I know, you know, and we all feel that way about you. I mean, it's just, um, I'll speak, maybe I'll speak a little more to the non-musical aspects Mm -hmm. just for now, which is that. Um, you know, Jordan uh, just basically makes the room a better place by being there. You know, I mean, it sounds stupid, but like you're, you know, you just always bring like a light and a positivity. And, and you know, whenever Jordan shows up, everyone's like, oh, cool, Jordan's here. Like it just, <laughs> it's just tension goes down. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, you know, your whole um, essence of yourself, your whole vibe of how you are just like confident and relaxed, that um, spills out of you into a situation you know, so I really appreciate that about you. And, um, I think even when you miss sound check or okay. something like that, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll throw Jordan going. some shade when, if, if, uh, if he's shady late or doesn't reply or things like that, he'll hear from me.
2: <laughs> shady day, shady
0: day. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's all worth it because it, it's just, you have, you bring such a, such a positive energy. And I know that the way you and Aubrey and Katie and, and whoever blend together is really, really a magical combination. And um, yeah, from my perspective, um, it's just, you always want to look for people who elevate the situation and make a situation better by being there. And that's for
2: sure what you do hundred percent of the time. Well, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Feel free to talk at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so let's talk about
1: the process then of how, how do you get to that point? Okay. You know, uh, and when you, you leave for the tour day day one. What are your objectives? What are your routines? And tie that into what are your routines pre-show Got it. Um, so to make sure that you're ready to go mentally.
2: Um, I mean, as far as motivation is concerned, Aubrey can just sing. And I, lo- I love sangers. I love people that can just stand flat-footed and just rear their head back and let all kind of crazy sounds come out. So anytime I can connect with somebody like that, I'll do just about anything. Um, as far as the tour, I mean, Aubrey is super specific about vocals um, just because she is a vocalist and she understand. We were connected through a vocal contractor, uh, Tim Davis, who was really big here in L.A. And um, even when we got connected, she called him and she was like, I need somebody that can do this, 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 this and this. And he was like, you need Jordan. And since then, like, it's just kind of been this amazing marriage of our voices. Um, I mean, Aubrey's super diligent. She works hard. She'll send out a whole recording and record all three parts. And I I take in music um, better when I just hear it. Like I can, I can just take it in, digest it, and then I can just spit it right back out. Mm. So that is kind of perfect for me. Um, so I can just hear it and I don't have to look at anything. I can just kind of tune into the song and the vibe. Um, and so I'm just constantly listening to the music. Um, the objective at the end of the day is to have a great show and whatever Aubrey's vision is for that Um, I just want to fit in and make that happen. Um, so on the bus, you know, we're constantly singing, you know, we'll do, even if it's just like a 60 seconds of a hook for the song, like we'll just be blending and harmonizing and having a constant dialogue of what we want things to sound like, um, Yeah. I mean, we rehearse. Soundcheck is great because you get to just blend in the space and get a good gauge of how much you need to, how hard you need to go. Do we need to sing out tonight? Do we need to dial it back? You know, is everybody at full voice like should we take certain things easier because Aubrey's songs vocally are challenging just because of the way that she can sing. So she uses the full breadth of her voice um, and that requires her background vocals to do the same. So I've sang some notes that, are, notes that are real high and real low and it all be in the same song. Um, so just being open, um, hydration, rest for tour. Um, again, like me going to the gym like a madman when Dave is trying to go get breakfast and I'm like, mm-hmm. i got a couple more reps to do <laughs> and just really sticking on that for myself. Um, those are the types of things that I like to do on tour to just... Keep myself engaged, and mm-hmm. you know, and then like just being a part, being around amazing musicians can just make you feel really comfortable. Like having a pianist like Nick Petrillo is amazing. Having a music director like Dave is amazing, and it's just like, how could I not just relax and just dive into the music that mm-hmm. you know we we're here to play? That's a really key thing. Like when you get the opportunity to just not worry because everybody's just firing at full. At full and can just do the thing that's great, so but there's still a little bit of preparation you you want to be able to fire at all cylinders as well
0: yeah i th- and I think that I've heard Aubrey say that you learn things pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering uh, like can you talk about your process for when new material is presented how How do you go about memorizing and all of that? I know that you get specific parts a lot of times, mm-hmm. but
2: Um, I mean, I'm just kind of a melody freak. So Mm -hmm. anytime I hear a melody, I can just kind of just have it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just kind of came up from the way that I learned how to sing. Like I didn't necessarily, especially in my younger years, I didn't have a teacher. I didn't really start getting voice lessons till high school. So it would just be listening and repetition and just taking it in and putting it back out, you know, and trying to be as exact you know, listening to gospel singers and all their crazy riffs and runs and all the different tones and everything, just trying to be a vocal parrot, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. just being able to digest and execute quickly. And I mean, it helps in the creative process to just kind of be able to be like, okay, that's done. So next. So I I also like to just be that guy. Um, So you don't necessarily have to whip out a piece of paper for me to know it you know right. um with not to say that reading is a bad thing because reading music is such a crucial thing and i've been in like scoring situations where they're just like here's the music and we have a downbeat you know like for sure you you want to have those kinds of skills right. and um like theory and musicianship is super important um but yeah
0: but it sounds like you've your ear is highly developed yeah. just by virtue of you've been doing it kind of your whole life mm-hmm. you actively listen when you're listening to something you're actively, actively. listening yeah, for you're, sure. not, you're not just letting it pass through you're really like digesting it and mm-hmm. you have a high
1: retention of
0: what you hear mm-hmm. yeah that's great
1: what is something that you are you're actively trying to develop uh, about your craft
2: um or,
1: and before you answer that even more so like what is something you're actively trying to develop in your musician mindset uh something that that you can take with you in, in any
2: aspect of what you do Um, honestly, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but really just the art of letting go. Like you kind of learn all of these things to forget them and just kind of be in the moment. Um, it's just, you have a lot of things going on in the moment that can kind of pull your focus. So I'm just trying to trust that, you know, I'm a singing for 20 plus years at this point. I think I got it figured out. So maybe I should just kind of relax and not put so much pressure on myself, um, that's just the thing the artists do. We're hypercritical, you know. We, we're always going to analyze the things that we do. So, as far as just a musicianship in my estate, just letting it go because I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. So I'll just trust myself. Like trust in your
0: experience and yeah. your abilities. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I, it's all been for a reason, and you know, everything will lead to another thing. So yeah. just 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 do the thing.
0: And getting to a point where you can trust your instincts, basically, for sure.
2: Yeah. And I mean. That's that's probably the most fun where you can just be like, all right, I can just do whatever I want. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen Aubrey, you know, take a song that is, you know, Alf, uh, Alfie, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like how, and turn it into this freaking beautiful, oh, yeah. uh, just orchestral, just like, and just being able to let go, rear your head back, and be like, I, I have this story that I want to tell. And that's yeah. more what I'm trying to focus on. Like the technical stuff, we 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 kind of overdo it sometimes. And it's the other side that I would like to explore more. Got it. And what are you most proud of uh, about your career? It
1: doesn't have to be a specific achievement, but maybe it's like a habit that you have or a personality trait or something that, that you really stand behind your philosophy.
2: I mean... I don't know if there's like a specific thing. It's honestly just the fact that I don't live in my mama house and like my my bills can get paid mostly by singing. Like that's just, that's something that I think anybody who has a thing that they do, they would love to just be able to do that forever. And at this point, i'm just eternally grateful that people appreciate what i do enough to allow me to support myself and mm. you know be visible and it feeds my soul and my tummy <laughs> both are equally hungry so i'm just like Yo, help me out. <laughs> so that's really just that's really it you know i i just want to keep doing this for as long as i can do it at whatever capacity whether it's vocal arranging whether it's singing and songwriting like being the front man, being the artist, like it's all connected to me expressing myself so.
0: well that's a that's an interesting question. What's your current balance of um like session singing, background vocals, and then your songwriting and mm-hmm. your artist th- thing that you're doing and all that
2: it is um I think it just kind of comes in seasons, you know? Are you
0: like particularly focusing in one direction or another? Or are you trying to do everything?
2: I mean, I am a Gemini, so I just <laughs> feel like I am spread. What's out East and West? Um, <laughs> Stuff. <stop. laughs> uh, You're doing everything all the time. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. everything all the time just because I I like that feeling. Mm-hmm. I like being able to wake up and have options um, and be able to be like, okay, today I'm gonna write a song and then tomorrow I'm gonna go to the studio. And then after that, I'm going to go be on a stage. And then after that, I'll be writing a song again. Like, I love that feeling of just being able to tap into my creativity w- in whatever capacity. Of course, like if I'm on tour, like, yo, I'm on tour. So I'm, I'm on the stage thing. So if I'm not in LA. And,
0: but don't you travel with like a mobile recording rig or something too? Do you do oh, tracks? Yeah. I, yeah. Mean-
2: I, I bring my MacBook and you know, I've got, um, You're able to record for people like from the hotel, right? You've
0: done that before.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love traveling and MacBooks and and USB mics have saved my life. Yeah. So I recommend everybody just get their own kind of portable rig because nothing is worse than having like the bombest idea pop into your head and not being able to execute it the way that you would like to, Mm -hmm. Um, or at least retain it well enough for you to be able to go back to it. So yeah, like on the store, I did bring like a little mic and my MacBook. And, um, yeah, so it is helpful. So you can just kind of do whatever you want.
1: Okay. So if you are mentoring a musician in music college who's about to embark on their professional career, doesn't necessarily have to be a vocalist, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you're a vocalist, so maybe you could speak to that. Um, what are a few
2: things that you would press them to do? Um, I mean, honestly, you got to do it every day like in some way, shape, or form. Like you just have to acknowledge the thing, whatever your thing is. Like you really just have to tap into it because I've seen people get kind of swept up in the throes of life when they're not Beyonce yet. So, you know, life is hard and you forget. And then you like, I'm in this nine to five and I ain't practicing weeks. So, and then you try to go for something and then you feel like you're a little bit behind. So I recommend no matter even if it's for five minutes, just tap into your instrument, tap into your creativity um, because it deserves it. You know, it's it's a part of you. It's just like feeding yourself. It's just like drinking water. Um, it needs the time and the attention to grow. Um, and as you grow, it will grow. Um, I would recommend, I mean, learning the business because there's no escaping it honestly as much as we would love to just be creative fairies blowing around in the ether and just doing whatever we want <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know you got people got to get paid and you know sometimes you got to pay to play and you have to figure out ways that you can fit into that and understand that if you're going to be a songwriter I understand what a pub deal looks like I understand what royalties look like if you're going to be a background singer have your rate you know have you know the set thing that you won't feel like okay now I'm just selling myself out and I'm just out here working for pennies like research ask other artists like what are you getting paid like how do i do this look at unions is that the right thing are you doing a lot of tv and film are you doing a lot of big session work you might want to join the union so because you can only do that a certain amount of times before they say yo pay us so like you have to just kind of be conscious of the beast that you're walking into because Mm -hmm. she is a beast (laughs) like um but again when all of that is said and done, don't take it personally because a lot of these things have existed long before us and will exist long after us and they're just kind of things. So just try to have fun. Like Yeah. Cool.
1: And uh what kind of projects are you working on now? Like where can people find you? What are you what do you got coming up around
2: the bend? Uh my Instagram is Blackboy Sings. Um <laughs> no kind of crazy spelling. It's exactly <laughs> how it sounds and um <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing a little bit of everything. Me and my best friend have been writing some awesome songs, working on placements, um, vocal arranging. I'm getting ready to tour with an acapella group, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, so, um, and yeah, acapella is a totally different way of singing. And so I'm really excited to do that because it'll really help me get in touch with my voice. Um, yeah I'm doing all kinds of stuff you know we're about to get into session uh season so I'm sure we'll be getting those calls that'll be a lot of fun to get back into the studios and see all the amazing talent that's in LA that you hear on the the unsung heroes of like the LA singer community is crazy and um I just I get so filled being in those rooms um so yeah those are I mean that's just kind of what's coming up but as of now I'm about to be on a boat um touring so that'll be fun
1: and do you have a youtube page or someplace people can go and, and hear you
2: sing um mostly it's all on instagram all on Instagram, um okay. and yeah it's all on instagram there's a link to my SoundCloud on there as well where i just post little covers um mm. i i kind of have this edge of the bed series where you know i'm always singing so i'll just pick a cover and i'll just sit at the edge of my bed and record it and you know do Very my backgrounds cool. do my do my little thing and then just put it out so there are a few things out there if people want to listen to that
1: very very cool Dave you have anything you want to close out here with uh
0: I just want to thank you for being here man
2: thank you for having me
0: I have uh an immense amount of love and respect for you and I've learned a lot from you just being around you and thank you for being here
2: same and there's no Mm. banana to throw at me today yes (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah i yeah this was a lot of fun
1: yeah this was a good time and mm-hmm. and a, and to the audience go back and listen because there's been some great words of wisdom that that you delivered here today so all good all good all good Thank and you. then uh go have a listen uh instagram handle one more time black boy sings and spelled as it sounds spelled as it sounds
2: No right. crazy eyes no Y's, no, <laughs> no like, z at the end of things no yeah <laughs> perfect
1: <laughs> all right you're out there listening so go find your why and we will see you next time
0: Thanks for listening to Musician Mindset with Dave Johnstone and Jason Land. You can contact the show through Facebook and Instagram at Musician Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes.